podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. It's the Copyright Podcast and Jay and Mick are back with you to talk about Liverpool's pre-season. It's a weird pre-season because it was only two games. We've got a glorified friendly on Saturday, if you want to call it that, but there's a trophy up for grabs. But before we talk about that, we're going to talk about the two games that we've had in Austria. Um, Mick, how have you felt about Liverpool's pre-season? It's been a weird one, hasn't it? Like, what, two games? Um, and then all that Ferrari about, are we going to be able to come back from Austria because the whole quarantine thing, and then we get special dis- dispensation for being footy players, which is fair enough. But uh, no, it's on the game, it's obviously the, the most recent one. I didn't catch most of it, but I believe you did. Two two games big. I, I, obviously, I was keeping up to date with the scores, and when I was at work still, two 0 down, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then obviously, Ryan Brewster turns up at half time, just bags two, so made up with that. Yeah, it was um, it was a strange one to be fair because you know the way I always look at preseason is I look at preseason the same as I do with every preseason. I as long as everyone comes through it okay and they're not injured, I, I'm absolutely fine with it. I don't yeah. get giddy or disappointed whether we draw against someone or lose against someone. Maybe when I was about 15, 16, I probably did because I used to think, oh, we're not going to do well going into that season. But let's face it, we're in a weird time anyway. So our season not finished not long ago. All right, yeah, after the, the coronavirus break, we didn't play to, to our best as we did. But who cares? We still, we still got this trophy anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So I don't really get too giddy about it, if I'm honest. As long as, like I said, as long as they come through, all right, I'm not bothered. But um, you know, you can't really. We talk about the game uh, against uh, Salzburg. I think a lot of people had an off day. You know, Manny missed chances, Firmino missed chances, Salah missed chances. But again, the, at least we were creating chances. Do you know what I mean? And I think that was the important thing about it is that Salzburg were were a step up in the development of the new season. You know, they've got a cup game at the weekend, which they're really up for. Um, the fitness levels were clearly uh, ahead of ours. And don't get me wrong, Mick, these lads have been training like four sessions within 24 hours, plus had a 90 minutes uh, to play as well. So I'm not bothered if there was like rustiness or stuff like that, but we were creating chances. Um, we were a bit rusty. Obviously, there was a mistake from Fabino, which led to the, the opening goal. And, you know, there's questions over maybe Ali could have uh, saved the second one. But do you know what? It, it, it's... It's not a big deal. And I, th- I think going into the, the second half, when we knew there was going to be plenty of changes, some had to change, but but the, the lads did really, really well in that second half. I think Salzburg maybe dropped off a little bit, but again, they still caught us on the break a couple of times. There was a couple of chances where they could have gone 3-2 up after, obviously, Brewster had scored twice. Uh, but it was a big step up in terms of opponent. Like I said, there's a lot of people in that second half that hadn't played or they hadn't played together. And, you know, there were certain elements of the game where you just thought, that's not how we play and I can understand where people were getting frustrated but you have to remember that it's, it's a game or two halves at the end of the day wasn't it there was one uh, team playing the first half another team playing the second but like you said before mate Ryan Brewster pops up with, uh, with two goals late in the second half to, to make it 2-2 and that's the best way I can sort that Stuttgart game I mean I thought James Milner was a big example um, he was you know when there's no crowds in, in, in the stadiums you can really hear him now so you, you can hear how, how good he is as a captain on the pitch and a leader. And he was he was shouting and, and leading by example on that left-hand side. And again, 
just more puts the stamp on the, the reason why we should keep him anyway. Um, I thought Nico Williams was okay, but I thought he got targeted uh, from time to time. I thought there was a few issues there where he, where he was um, targeted. Um, and I, The worry thing for me is, not from Nico Williams' ability, because he's, he's, he's a great talent and I'm sure um, he'll, he'll grow into that role and he's got some great role models around him. I'm just thinking, because Trent hasn't uh, played in this so-called pre-season, quote-unquote, is Nico Williams going to start against Arsenal on Saturday? Um, and if so, he'll probably get targeted because Stuttgart definitely targeted him in the first game. Um, but again, that's not to negate his talent. He's just learning at the end of the day. But again, so, summing up the Salzburg game, it was just sloppy mistakes that cost us. It wasn't like we were outplayed or anything like that. But yeah, um, the positive about it, obviously, is Rian Brewster bagging two goals. And I know that everyone is praying that we don't send him back out on loan again. Again, I'm sort of 50-50 with it. I wouldn't. You know, I, I like the kid. Um, I think he's had some really good experience at Swansea. But um, if he, Jurgen Klopp wants to send him back out loan for a year, then he's doing the right thing. But what do you think, mate? Do you think we should just keep him in the squad? I'd love to see him stay in the squad. Obviously, he went out to Swansea and he's done really well, getting quite a lot of goals there. His goals to games ratio was really good. And then he's come back and he's... From his interviews, it, it I get the sense that... He, He's resigned to going back out on loan. Like he's trying to, he's saying the right things, and he, he wants to stay, and he wants to work hard for the team and that. But I, I, the sense I'm getting is that he, he might go back out on loan. I think one of the Sky fellas, I think it was Graham Bailey, recently said, I think it was today, that Chef uh, United are, are leading the race to, to sign him again on loan this season, which would be a great little place for him to go out and get a, a bit more experience. And I mean, he's still, he's still a baby in terms of. He's a striker. He needs he needs he needs game time, and we know he he knows where the back of the net is because he he showed that against uh, Salzburg and he showed that for Swansea. He's a great little poacher finisher. Is he what we need in terms of an, a number nine? Is he he's not going to be a a Bobby, a Bobby Firmino and um, and dropping into into the hole and linking up play and stuff like that? He's not gonna he's not gonna do that. He can do that, and hopefully he can develop that part of his game, and he might be. One of like a perfect um, play for us in the future, but, but who knows? And in in the in the short term, I think he will go out on, on loan again, and um, I hope we do keep him because, like I said, he, he's really highly rated and he could be really good. I mean, he's only what is he nineteen twenty something like that? He's he's got time on his side, and like you said, same as Neco Williams. Really, he's only nineteen as well. Like you said, he was tagged during that game, and it's it was the same with Trent a couple of years ago. Like it was the exact same. So they've just got to go through these trials and tribulations, if you like, and just getting themselves into men's footy. Like the like Brewster went out on loan to Swansea, and he's he's proven himself. Nicholas Williams hasn't had that luxury of going out and getting a bit of experience because we needed him here and now, which is a positive on his side. That collaborates in that highly that he's he's willing to throw him straight in. I mean, always got quality, but. All those faults that he has at the moment, defensive-wise, Michael Williams will be ironed out in future, and obviously Klopp will work on that. But Brewster, hope he stays. If he goes out on loan, we can't really complain, and I think it's probably the most logical solution, uh, especially if we keep a Rigi, and obviously Bobby doesn't really get injured that much. Um, and it'll be good for his development, and hopefully, I, I do hope we do keep him in the future. And it's not like one of those where we keep loaning them out, like a Grich, where three, four years down the line, he's, he's then 22, 23, and we're like, like Harry Wilson as well, we were like, well, what do we do with him? Do we sell him? Do we loan him? What the fuck's what's going on? So hopefully, if he goes Sheffield United, has another good season, then maybe next season, I think he'll be the, 
not make or break, but pretty much the time where he needs to decide, does he want to make that Liverpool or does he want to go out to a mid-table Prem team where he could do definitely a job for a mid-table Prem team and bang goals in. But um, yeah, I'd love to see him in, in the long term stay at us and, and obviously have a great career. Yeah, you've made some really amazing points there, mate. I think one of the, the key things there is, like you said, his development in a couple of years' time. And you know, that's that's three goals he's bagged in pre in pre season now. And I say, you know, pre season, we've only played two games. It's twenty twenty is a mad one. Um but you know, he, he he bags a goal against Stuttgart and again there, there was goals from Firmino, there was goals from Keita, and Ryan Bruce is scoring in these games that he should be scoring to to give Klopp these headaches and I think that's one of the reasons Dom Solanke was sold, wasn't he? Because I think Klopp sort of knew that, you know, Brewster was the next one who, who was in quicker development and he had, he had something about him. And, you know, Brewster's been likened to, to Robbie Fowler and his finishing and stuff like that, which is, a fa- which is a fantastic compliment at the end of the day if you're going to get labelled with somebody. But again, that comes with its own pressures and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with him so far um, in, the, in these two games. And, and if he if he's on the bench for the next couple of games against Arsenal and when the season starts, then I won't be sad to see him come on because you know the, the couple of times he has played last season he did okay. Um, but yeah, I mean looking at the at the Stuttgart game in general, mate, I think a lot of the, the a lot of people were, were obviously wanted to see the Reds play again. Um, obviously, everyone wanted to see them playing that new night kit anyway, didn't they? Um, but one of the things that I know that caught your eye was the signing of our new left back. Uh, to Simicus, and I remember you messaged me uh, saying how good he was. So, what did you make of him? I thought he was great. Obviously, he didn't he didn't start. Um, he, he came on in the in the second half, but he was definitely one of the standout performances. I just because obviously we were all eyes were on him. Really, uh, yeah, thought he was great. He, the speed was um, I was amazed. Like there was times where they they were not away, but. He, their right winger had a bit a few yards on him and he just made it up like that. And that's something that could be invaluable this season if if Touchwood Rob hopefully Robertson doesn't Robertson doesn't get an injury. But if he came in on that purely on that forty five minutes that I've seen of him, he, he looks really good. And I know it's not you can't really judge him off that, but he looked great dribbling wise, passing, solid, got a good cross on him. Like I said, he's very fast, speedy. For me, it was like I, I, I think I'd seen him play once or twice against um, Arsenal and once against Wolves, I think. And I was impressed with him in, in, in both of those games as well. So in terms of that, he could be another little a, a little steal. And I think he's 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 probably happy to play. Not happy, but he, he knows his role. He's going to be second fiddle and he's going to be coming in now and again for Robertson uh, if he's suspended or injured or whatever. Or whatever. So now I was impressed with him. And I was also impressed with... Um, Cometio, the the seventy year old. Like I didn't even realise he came on because it was Van den Berg at the back, and then next minute I think after I think it was after Brewster's goal he came on, <clears throat> but I think I might have missed them saying he'd came on. Because next minute I was thinking who's this? Who's this lad? Yeah, pinging balls from the back like Van Dijk, and he was just yeah the little clip. I watched the little clips. Someone made a little, a little compilation of his of his. It was on like twenty two minutes, but. Pinging balls out and he's like headed and everything away and he's just like and like I said it's hard to, same with Simicast it's hard to judge just off the yeah four five minutes twenty minutes but it's these little good signs that you want to see and you want to see youth uh, coming to coming to the fore in these games and showing what they're made of and I think he definitely did that yeah definitely mate and I I was impressed with him 
um, to Simicus when he, he played against Salzburg. Um, I, he was the one, obviously, I was most looking forward to seeing because, obviously, yeah. it's, a, it's a new shiny toy to, to have a look at, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just relaxed now. I'm just relaxed now and I've got that, that backup left back. And, you know, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. He hasn't uh, played in the Premier League. Um, he's not playing up against some top opposition yet. No disrespect to anybody who we've, who we've played so far with him. But um, I think... Like you've just said, mate, from from the outset now, I think we can safely say that we might have a you know a decent backup. He's a, he's no Alberto Moreno anyway, is he? So we won't be worried when uh, when he steps onto the pitch uh, at, the, at the moment. So yeah, really good uh, recruiting by Klopp on that one. Uh, he, he needed to address it, and he has addressed it. Um, obviously, when when preseason comes around, mate, there is always talk of uh, so-called signings and all that sort of stuff. And again, it's it's been very quiet, hasn't it? There's been no real talk about Origi leaving there's been no talk of Shakiri leaving there's obviously with Brewster hasn't it's not been confirmed whether he's going back out on loan and you, you think by the time the Charity Shield comes around in normal seasons all this stuff is sort of done and dusted isn't it I mean we know the transfer window's open till October so it's sort of like going back to the 90s where you can still sign players for him during a season but obviously last last week was the, the Champions League final and Bayern Munich had, uh, had, had won it and Let's touch on that player. Oh, what's he called, Nick? What's he called? He plays for Bayern Munich. Oh, number six. Oh. Yeah, number six. Oh. Thiago, that's it. That's the one, mate. Sorry, I'm rubbish with footballers. I'm rubbish. I, the thing is, I only play FIFA. That's how I discover these people. Yeah, so I'm rubbish no, with footballers. Get yourself off FIFA. and get in the real world. Don't adjust, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like every, like every other Liverpool fan. Mm. Uh, I'll never, never ever live that down, will I? I will. Don't care. Bothered. Listen. <laughs> As soon as Thiago signs, mate, I'm going straight to the club shop and getting his name on the back of my shirt. Too right. You him all the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we all expected uh, Thiago Monday and then Thiago Tuesday and Thiago Wednesday and we're still none the wiser, are we? So, thoughts? Do you reckon it's a done deal or not? And does G leave it, because of it? I think it's just testament to the club, really, that they are better at holding the cards close to the chest now like the one that sticks in mind, my mind is the Fabinho where it just came out of the blue Yeah, I think if it happens I mean it's probably like the, the Timo Werner that was like the worst kept secret in the world and we all thought it was going to happen it didn't happen like Thiago like I've I've seen a lot of him and he, he is quality like both footed can play in a, in a two or a one in front of the back four and he's just he just glides across the pitch and he is, he is class and it's but I think everyone forgets how good Junior Wijnaldum is, and like if we lost Wijnaldum, I don't think people would realise what what they've lost until he's actually gone. Like the the, the work that he does for the team, it isn't like I've said it before. It's not a flashy role, and he 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 fits. He's a function functional player in a in a club system, and he does it to perfection. And I think people that slips under the radar a lot. I think, and and like you said, everyone wants to shine a new toy. Like Simicast has come in. If Thiago came in, I think we'd all be made up because it's another top, top, top quality player coming in and Boston up that ranks. And I think people are worried about injuries as well in that midfield with obviously Oxlade-Chamberlain, previous injuries and now he's got another one. We don't know when he's going to be back. Obviously, I think he's going to miss the Arsenal game. Might, I don't know if he's going to be in fit in time for the start of the season. Yeah, Naby Keita, people, are, he's got a pa- uh, an injury checkered past as well and he's hopefully, such we're going to be fit because he's been, he's been quality during the last a uh, couple of weeks of the last season and uh, during this little mini pre-season as well so it's just it's just getting that fine balance between um, those players and 
like I said, they're keeping the, the cards close to the chest in terms of the, like the Gruiches and Wilsons and Narigi, Shakiris and all that. And we all we all haven't got a clue if they're staying or going at, the, at this moment in time, which I, I guess is a good thing because there's no leaks to the club and no one's getting little sneaky info that we're passing on to someone on Twitter and Twitter, someone on Twitter's posting them, whatever. But no, if we sign them, great. If we don't, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, I don't know what to say, really. Like, it's, yeah. it's one, if he signs, I'll be made up. He doesn't. I'll be like, well, Klopp didn't want him anyway, or he, d- he doesn't feel like he'll fit in the system, or he's, I don't know, I don't know. But I'll be made up if we got him. But it's just one of them, isn't it? It's fucking, if you don't trust in Jurgen Klopp now, then you, you fucking never will. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So I saw one quote uh, this afternoon uh, on social media where someone said uh, after the Salzburg game that. It looks like all the big players have given up now, uh, so the squad needs a complete refresh. I'm like, are you taking the piss? We just won the league. I just, I just, all the big names have given up. I'm like, you, honestly, mate, just try supporters ten years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's just absolutely ridiculous. But like you just said, Dermic, I think it's such a weird year, isn't it, for for transfers because of uh, COVID nineteen? And I think you know, without COVID, Timo Werner would be playing it, putting a Liverpool shirt at the minute, and. There's so many factors that people need to remember about. They need to remember about the the, the new ground, sorry, the new training ground that's being built. We've already put money aside for for Anfield Road. It's been de- delayed a year. There's TV money that's up and down. There's stuff that we don't know about. But obviously, on the flip side, we can see uh, fans' opinions where we've just won all these fantastic trophies and we've got all this prize money. Surely there's a little bit of money there to to rebuild the squad because you don't just stay still. Not when you're looking at the the business that the likes of Chelsea are doing, and I'm sure Man City will sign somebody before October. It's, it is, it is you know, as much as I trust in everybody at the club and we've done well, there's a little bit at the back of my mind going, you don't want to stay still, do you? Of course, like, and we we didn't really, did we, did we sign anyone last year, Adrian? Did we, sign, we didn't really. Vandenberg, like, Elliot. Yeah, I, I understand that, I understand that. Completely, because I think everyone's got that little niggling doubt. Like, if we don't, like, we didn't sign Werner, oh, is he going to go on to do great things at Chelsea? And we're going to be watching him thinking, oh, fucking hell, he could have been doing that in a Liverpool shirt. And of course, we all wanted Timo Werner. We all seen how good he's been. Bundesliga, we all realised that he's going to be a good player. But, and the same, and I imagine it's going to be the same for Thiago if he doesn't end up signing. But it's just one of them. Like, we, there's all these, like, you just touched on, like, external factors that. We're not just the club who's got billions and billions of oil money just in the tank ready to get firing out on players. Which, to be fair, Chelsea, like it is a bit scary when you look at the, they just signed um, Ben uh, Chilwell today. They're going to sign um, Thiago, I imagine. I think he's on what? the leather. What? The signing Thiago? <laughs> what? The 35 year old one. Oh, Thiago Silva. Oh. I think he's doing a medical tomorrow, apparently, according to Sky. Um, they've all got Zayac, obviously Werner as well. So it, it's it's like you said, everyone wants this new shiny toy, and people see a lack of signings as a as a lack of progress. Where it's wasn't the case last year, can, was it? Yeah, you can you can yeah you can have that point of view, but you've got to realise we've got like really and I hate this top red shit where you go, oh, we've got some good youngsters, and if you say that, you're called top red. It's like. But Harvey Elliott, Nicholl Williams and Curtis Jones, that is like top, top quality youngsters that they can come into the squad and if you threw any of them into a Premier League game, you'd be like, yeah, sound. You wouldn't, be, it, it's not like a, 
it's it's obviously a slight downgrade on the, the likes of Trent and um, Salah or whatever Jones came into the squad in midfield for the one album or of Henderson or something. It's a, it's obviously a downgrade, but it's not like a downgrade in terms of what we've had in the past. With where we've had to rely on other youngsters coming in, and we've all been like, oh fucking hell, something's going to go wrong. You'd expect them to do something creative, and Curtis Jones and Harvey they pick up the ball, they go into space, they, they want the ball, they want to do stuff. That Klopp gives them confidence to do that, and that's the, that's the best thing. That's the best thing he can do for for a youngster. Like not just focus on the positives and not not obviously focus on negatives. And it's a bit different for Nicholas Williams, obviously, because he's a right back and. I suppose in a club system, the, the emphasis is on attack, but he, he's got a lot of defensive um, stuff to work on, like we just touched on before. But he's going to be quality. He's only 19. Harvey Elliott's, what, 17? Curtis Jones is 19 or 18, actually. I think he's 18. Just crazy. Like, you forget how young they are and yeah. what exciting times. Like, they're, they're at the, for me, the best team in the world, under the best manager in the world. And they're only going to get better in and around the best Liverpool squad I've ever seen in my yep. life. So, what, can you say, what else can you say on that? Absolutely not. And we're not going to say anything else anymore, Michael, because that is the pre-season review done and very well uh, summed up there. And obviously, we'll be uh, doing a preview show for the Charity Shield or Community Shield if you post 2000. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be doing the, a preview to that on Friday for the usual curtain raiser. So do look out for that. Um, hopefully, by the time Friday comes around, we might assign that. What's he called again, Mick? What's his name? Oh, I don't know. I forgot it again. Tiago. Tiguan. No, that's a car, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Tiago. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Tiguan. Yeah. Hopefully, by the time Friday comes along, we might have had a bit more of a. We know that if Thiago is going to arrive or not. So stay tuned for that on Friday. The usual curtain razor. I've been Jay Pearson. That has been Mick Moran. That has been your pre-season review. If you want to call it that for two games, I don't know. We'll see. But we will see you for the curtain razor. Sports Social Podcast Network.